Kevin Malone was one of our very first guests on the program several years ago, the one-time general manager of the Montreal Expos and L.A. Dodgers. He spent 17 years in the game of baseball, retiring in 2001. He's the co-founder and president of the board of the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. He joins us now in the BTG phone line, his appearance today being sponsored by our friends at Roberts Wesleyan College. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. Rick, it's a pleasure to join you and talk about the fight against human trafficking, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, spend some time with you on, on this important topic. Obviously, it's a stretch from baseball, from running a baseball team. Tell us a bit about the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking and how this all came about, how you got into it. Well, I got into it in 2009. I went to Thailand with my pastor and good friend Francis Chan and realized we had a big problem there. Uh, saw kids that were four, five, six years old that had been sold as sex slaves, and it broke my heart. And when you pray to God, God break my heart for what breaks yours, you got to be careful because God will do that. So I came back to the United States. Again, that was 2009 and realized we had a huge problem with child sex trafficking in America. Started uh, getting involved in it in 2014, went full-time in the fight against uh, human trafficking. And then uh, in 2017, uh, I met a guy in Florida that was fighting human trafficking. His name is Jeff Rogers. He's the CEO of the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. And together we formed this uh, ministry, as you mentioned, the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. And we're trying to fight this on all the various fronts, Rick. Uh, we do a lot of work in D.C. on Capitol Hill policy work, educating our senators and Congress members. Also, uh, we opened the first and only Boys Traffic Safe Home in America. It's located in Central Florida. We have boys from 10 to 17 that have been trafficked or sexually exploited in our Boys Safe Home. Uh, we, we support some girls' safe homes. Uh, so we're doing everything we can. But the main thing we're focusing on, Rick, is demand. We try, have to change America, change the thinking of men. Uh, we have a huge problem with men paying to rape our children. I know it sounds disgusting and dark and evil, and it is, but we've got a huge problem in America. Uh, and we think pornography is part of that problem, which leads to this downward spiral of men wanting to actualize what they've been visualizing. Child porn is the number one seller in America. Americans are the number one consumers uh, of, of sex. Uh, in the world. And we have a problem with American men paying to rape kids in America. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge problem. Over 100,000 American boys and girls are being bought and sold every day for sex and on multiple uh, occasions. So uh, we have to change the thinking in America and, and God needs to really bring uh, revival to change the hearts of men because uh, this problem is growing and, and we're doing everything we can, Rick, but it continues to grow. So troubling. We've been hearing that sporting events such as the Olympics, the World Cup, specifically the Super Bowl, have the largest cases of trafficking incidents. But at least one organization has dismissed the idea as manufactured media hype. They say what they refer to as moral panic over sex trafficking at sporting events actually wastes resources that are needed to fight the issue elsewhere. Speak about that for just a bit. Is there a link between sports and sex trafficking? There is, uh, but I would agree with, with the back end of that statement that 
there is a lot of attention placed at major sporting events, and it does happen at the Super Bowls, at NASCAR events, uh, rodeos, all the major different types of sporting events. And uh, what happens is these traffickers bring these kids in, these women in from all over the United States because there's a large gathering, uh, sometimes hundreds of thousands of men with uh, with cash in their pocket and they're looking to party and they're looking to, to what they would call have a good time. So that does go on. But I do have to admit uh, there are re- a lot of resources spent uh, in fighting those specific sporting events, but uh, we do need to not only focus on it at those events, but everyday life, Rick, is happening in every town, city, and community in America and we need to focus on it every day, not just at the major sporting events. So there is some truth that we maybe we do overhype it to a degree, but it is going on there. And that's a way to bring awareness and to protect the kids that are being brought in there. But we need to get the message out every day that it is happening uh, every day and not just at the Super Bowl and other major sporting events. We're talking with Kevin Malone, among a number of other things. He works with the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. You visit their website, usiaht.org. That's usiaht.org. Or follow them on Twitter, at usiaht1. Kevin, my family and I recently visited the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in Cincinnati, And they have a section dedicated to modern slavery. And as I read some of the stories of how people became enslaved, I'm telling you, my heart absolutely broke. And I began wondering, at least in my area, if we're doing a good enough job educating people about what to look for. So I asked. I asked some high school students that I know and found they were fairly naive about it, which was startling to me. One of the statistics that has stuck out to me was somewhere around 40%, I think it was, of enslaved people fell victim to false employment ads. Can you share some things that maybe people should be alert of and wary of to avoid becoming a victim? Well, I appreciate, first of all, Rick, you and your family going to uh, going to Cincinnati and seeing that uh, uh, all that's going on there with the Underground Railroad, the great work that they're doing and uh, the awareness that they're bringing. Uh, I appreciate you too, just kind of getting the word out that uh, this is going on. Uh, the media has done a poor job in uh, telling the truth about the, the matter. I think oftentimes, uh, you know, Epstein's situation brought some uh, some light to this horrible problem. But it is happening every day, and, and, you know, blind eyes need to be open. Uh, There's different ways that it's going on. I mean, you'll see, uh, as you mentioned, uh, employment opportunities that are too good to be true, modeling opportunities for young girls or boys, uh, saying there's opportunities to model either in New York or internationally. Uh, You just have to be – there's just so many ways these these traffickers now are recruiting kids out. Oftentimes it's through social media, through uh, gaming devices. We we know two boys that we uh, that were recruited that we were able to rescue that were lured into this on Fortnite on some gaming. Uh, I'm not all that familiar with all the uh, these kind of games that are out there now, but these traffickers and these uh, pimps, as they as they call them in some in some areas of the country. They're very sophisticated now, and they know how to go after and lure uh, kids that are somewhat vulnerable. So 
I think parents need to do a, a much better job in protecting their kids, knowing who their friends are, what they're doing online. Uh, a lot of a lot of what's happening is really social media related. And and I say if you can see if you want to if you're at a bus stop or if you're traveling on a plane or if you're traveling and you're in different parts of the country, uh, kids that look out of place that uh, you know a young girl with an with an older gentleman and and there doesn't look like there's any connection. Uh, kids that have tattoos on their neck or on their face, they're kind of branded. Kids that won't make eye contact, kids that don't have identification, kids that just look out of place uh, in a certain situation. It's just instincts. And uh, once you see it, you'll never uh, forget it, and you'll see it over and over. So I appreciate you asking. That's a great question. I think if anyone wants to learn more about how to identify and what they can do in their own towns or cities, we on our website, as you mentioned, USIAHT, uh, we will help people uh, learn what they can personally do, how they can impact their sphere of influence, how they can change their community. And we will equip and train people uh, to get into this fight and uh, to do what all, whatever they can do and all that they can do in their own communities. Yeah, ours is a program which is geared towards sports fans, people who are likely to go to games, be part of big crowds. And we hear and see slogans such as, if you see something, say something. But would you agree that maybe a lot of people don't know some of the signs that you just mentioned, what to look for? Well, they don't, and and, and that's understandable. And I think until your eyes are opened uh, the first time, uh, then once you see it, then you're then you're suspect all the time, and you start kind of looking for it, and you do see it. It's just you know the major sporting events. Uh, that's it does occur there, but it's not always in plain sight. It's sometimes it if you're staying in a hotel, be you know uh, recognize if there's any uh, kids or or young looking adults that maybe are with someone or, or they just look out of place or they don't look like they belong in the lobby of hotels or in a, in a, a restaurant or a, or a, a sports bar. Uh, they kind of, you know, they take the kids and, and, and the women to these places where the men congregate, where they have, you know, excess cash and they try to, you know, uh, attract these men. So they're out there and they're on the streets. Uh, they're again in restaurants, bars, hotels, uh, and you just have to be aware that it's going on. And I think again, Rick, I appreciate you, you know, you bringing uh, notice to this issue. But I, but once you see it, you'll you'll never forget it. Kevin Malone is our guest. He's a co-founder of the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. You can follow them on Twitter at usiaht one. Their website once again is usiaht.org. I've been in ministry for a long time now. You yourself are an ordained minister, so I suspect you would agree with me. But it comes natural for us to feel as though the church should play a significant role in the fight against human trafficking. How can people get involved individually? And I know you spoke about that a few minutes ago, but how can they mobilize their local church to get involved? Well, I have to be honest with you, Rick. Uh, I think there is a call from God to the church. The church is the answer to this problem, and it's biblical. If you read throughout the Old and the New Testament, it talks about orphans. Most of these kids these days that are being trafficked are modern-day orphans, so it's biblical that we're supposed to take care of, of, of these trafficked children, these orphans. 
but I think the church has been kind of slow uh, to respond to this. I don't know why. I think maybe they don't think it's in their in their sphere of influence. It's not in their communities. But I've been able, as I travel the country, Rick, to open the eyes of some pastors that, hey, it's happening right in your own neighborhood, right in your own communities. And I think it's just a matter of education, awareness, and them getting the right information. So uh, we have reached out to churches and, and tried to get them to know that there is a problem. I have to tell you, my partner, Jeff Rogers, just came out with a film that Fathom released in 500 theaters about a month ago. It's called Blind Eyes Open, and it was uh, in theaters uh, for one night. It's going to be re-released, uh, but it is the story of human trafficking in America, and it's a call to the church as to what the church and what people can do to fight human trafficking. So please uh, tell your tell your listeners that Blind Eyes Open is the movie. They have a, a website now, and there are survivors in it to tell how God rescued them from this horrific life that they were in being sold for sex every day uh it's a great redemption story rick again blind eyes open and, and jeff rogers and his wife carrie did a great job on this film and it's a call to the church it's what the church can do it actually gives steps in there how the church can respond the first thing is pastors need to not be afraid to talk about this in their congregations and then there's always some really key uh, members of the church that have a heart for this, that God's calling them to get more involved and maybe lead uh, the fight in their communities. Again, it starts with awareness. Find that there's local organizations usually that are doing something. Uh, we work closely with law enforcement, with our local police and sheriffs. Uh, there's there's things they can do to educate at the schools. We have trainings for law enforcement. We have trainings in, in for, for those kids in schools. Uh, we we provide a lot of the services, so if someone wants to get involved, we will again again Rick, we will send them the information, we will train them, we will equip them to fight whatever in whatever area they want to fight it, be it in schools, be it in uh, in, in whatever aspect. Work with law enforcement. There's a lot of things we can do to make a difference uh, in our own communities. You mentioned the film Blind Eyes Open. I, I remember seeing it advertised. I didn't get a can chance to catch it is that something do you know can that be shown in churches can churches get their hands yes. on that exactly right rick I, uh, great question uh jeff rogers has made it available to churches what they've actually tried to do is get churches around the country and some have done this is to play it in their churches and then maybe charge a few dollars and they keep half and the half goes back to fathom uh who who released the movie but it is available and, and how you can get it sent to your church or, your, or shown at your church, uh, go to the Blind Eyes Open uh, website, and it has all the information on how you can do that. Now, you're involved in a number of different charities and ministries, including PATH, People Against Trafficking Humans, which seems very similar to USIAHT. Is there a correlation between the two ministries, or are they different? Yes, Rick, that, that's a great question, too. That originally was my first ministry, protect the path, protect and then path people against trafficking humans. So I started that in like 2014 and then we evolved and, I, and it's there for more for awareness and hopefully to point people in the right direction. But I kind of evolved that into the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. And yes, I was doing some of the things that we're doing now. Uh, I wasn't really 
educating politicians and spend a lot of time in Washington, D.C., but I was involved in bringing financial support to uh, girls' homes and working with different businesses and ministries to fight human trafficking, primarily originally in the Los Angeles area. And then, uh, as you probably know, Rick, I moved to Las Vegas with my family two years ago to fight child sex trafficking in Las Vegas, especially on the Strip. There's a huge problem with kids being bought and sold uh, in Las Vegas, and I'm working uh, and praying a lot that uh, we can stop that from happening. See, everyone believes prostitution is legal in uh, in Las Vegas. It's not. It's about 70 miles outside of Las Vegas in a town called Pahrump, and then and then up in up in the Reno area. But prostitution is not legal, and there is no such thing as child prostitution. If you're 17 and under, you're a child, and and there is no such thing as prostitution. You're being sex trafficked or sexually exploited. So I'm in Vegas trying to fight this. So I need a lot of prayer because it's uh, at times very dark, as you can imagine. The motto in Vegas is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And my motto is what happens in Vegas to kids, it will not stay in Vegas, that we're going to shine the light on this and and, and, end child sex trafficking in Las Vegas. Amen. The U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking, you're on the front line in the fight. I imagine it takes a great demand of resources. How does the ministry stay funded? Well, uh, we raised uh, 90% of our funds. We opened a boys' home in Florida, the, tra- the boys' traffic safe, uh, traffic boys' safe home, and we, we had some state money to help open it. But uh, 90% of all of our funds are raised privately, either through personal donations or through foundations. We've had a couple of foundations step up and really – provide a majority of our of our resources and not only do we rick do we raise money for ourselves for the institute we also raise money for other ministries that are fighting child sex trafficking so we support uh multiple uh organizations ministries that are in this fight and one or two in particular have girls uh safe homes and we support them and help them in various ways so we raise money not just so we can do what we we do, which is again fight demand, trying to d- deter and stop men from paying to rape our children, but to also do rescues and provide restoration. So that's kind of what our primary focus is on. Once again, we're talking with Kevin Malone from the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. Please visit their website usiaht.org. Once again, usiaht.org. Add them to your list of people you're following on Twitter at USIAHT1. With estimates of over 40 million victims worldwide, the fight against human trafficking is monumental. I'm sure there are times of both encouragement and discouragement, and I'm sure the fight within the U.S. is only part of the global batter. Overall, is there progress being made in the effort to abolish slavery? Well, there is. Uh, There is some encouragement. I have to say that President Trump, his daughter Ivanka, and this administration is doing a lot to pass bills, to change policy, to not only protect people from being trafficked, but to also provide uh, various types of, of support to victims. Uh, they're, they're, they've been working really hard the last three years, Rick. I have met with Ivanka personally. Uh, President Trump has put me on an advisory council 
to end domestic human trafficking. Uh, a group of us are working with the federal government on what we can do to stop human trafficking in America. And I'm honored to be a part of the president's advisory council. But yes, there is a lot happening. It's just uh, the bottom line is, is that government can't do it all on their own. Law enforcement can't do it. We as citizens of this country and as citizens of, of, of our various you know, communities and towns and cities, we have to do what we can do individually. We all have to make a difference ourselves. We can't rely on, on government or the church or others to do it. We have to take part and do what we can do. Everybody can do something uh, in this fight. You can volunteer, you can donate, uh, you can bring awareness in different ways. You can make sure the school is, is teaching uh, about human trafficking so that kids are aware of what's going on and what to look for. So there's a lot. Everyone can do something because everyone has a sphere of influence, and we will help people get involved and get in the fight and become difference makers. Kevin, we've known each other for a few years now, number of mutual friends. In that time, if you've told me, forgive me, I've forgotten, but would you mind sharing again how you first came to faith in Jesus Christ? Well, I appreciate that. It's always uh, by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of, mm-hmm. of the saints, uh, uh, people come to know Jesus. Well, I was a junior uh, at the University of Louisville playing baseball, hoping to get drafted, and uh, I tore my hamstring so I couldn't play much of my junior year which was disappointing well I was at a bookstore I was trying to find some answers to the questions I had I had a lot of emptiness inside I found a book and I read it it was the power of positive thinking and lo and behold Rick in that book he used scripture Dr. Norman Vincent Peale used scripture and as we know in Isaiah 55 it says the word of God will not return void it will accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. Well, through scripture in that book, which led me to start reading the Bible, I came to realize that I was a sinner, uh, separated from God. I didn't have a relationship, although I had head knowledge. I was religious. I'd gone to religious schools, but I didn't have a personal relationship. I had never repented and turned from my sins and, and followed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that happened in July of 1979 uh, when God opened my eyes and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I've been following him since then. There's been some peaks and valleys. As you know, this has been quite a journey, uh, but God is faithful. God has provided. God has uh, protected, and he continues to bless my family and me. My son, he brought back to life who overdosed in, in 2013 and was declared brain dead. God brought him back to life. My wife had cancer two years ago, and it was not looking so good, and God healed her of cancer. So I just want your listeners to also know that God is a God of miracles. God is a a faithful God. God loves us, and uh, he has a plan and purpose for our lives, and and he's the only one I know uh, that I can trust 100%, Rick, because he keeps his word And I love the Word of God. I love reading the Bible, studying the Bible, and telling people about how Jesus has changed my life. So I thank you for asking that question. And, you know, I've had the best the world has to offer. I've ran Major League Baseball teams. I owned a Mercedes-Benz dealership. I've been many places in the world. I've done everything that the world says will satisfy, but nothing compares to a relationship with Jesus and worshiping him 
and, and, and living a life uh, of fellowship with Jesus and loving and serving others. It's, there's nothing like it, Rick. And I know you know that, and I know probably a lot of your listeners do, but anybody out there now searching for truth, searching for the answers, I can promise you this, and I've tried it all. Jesus is the answer. He is the solution. He's the remedy. Before we let you go, let me ask you one last thing. What are, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your ministry specifically? I would just, I would pray. There's a, I, I'm in the midst of the, uh, uh, of spiritual darkness. I am by fighting evil at its worst. I'm fighting, uh, it's just, there's a lot of satanic, uh, strongholds. Uh, this is demonic men that want to rape children. So it's the worst of the worst, Rick. So I just need protection from, for me, for my partner, Jeff Rogers, for his wife, Carrie and his boys. And, and for my wife, Marilyn, and, and, and my kids, we're in the midst, we're in the battle, we're right in the middle of it, we're in the trenches, and it's very dark, and we just need to be protected, we need, we need to be girded, and we need to be covered in prayer, and I would just ask for people to pray that God protect us from the evil that, that we're fighting, and to give us wisdom, and to provide resources so that we can enlarge our territory and, and fight this in more places. And, and and just have God just to keep us safe. Uh, and, and I would greatly appreciate those prayers from you and, and from your listeners. The work you're involved in, it can be dangerous. I'm sure it's exhausting at times. We thank you for what you're doing. And Kevin, we thank you for spending a little time with us here today. Rick, it's always a pleasure. Anytime, my friend. God bless you and, and, and all your listeners. That's Kevin Malone joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. The U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking is his ministry. Follow them on Twitter, USIAHT1. Visit their website, USIAHT.org. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks so much for being with us. A different episode, a different broadcast this week here on the Beyond the Game program. No, you like that. No shenanigans. Uh, just discussing one of the most heartbreaking, disturbing issues facing our country and that being of human trafficking and sex trafficking for zach barletta i'm rick benson lord willing we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time be bold and be great this week everybody 